Hey, what's going on, podcast? Welcome to the show. My name is Danny Cola. In this episode, I get to talk with biomechanics trainer, coach, motivator, nutritionist, lifestyle coach, David Radalovich. He was the trainer for my friend Nino Barbu, who competed at the Dubai Classic bodybuilding competition. You can check out episode 123. Uh, Nino and I went into details about that. So this conversation right now is with uh, David Radalovich. It's Nino's trainer, and we talk, you know, all levels of performance and movement and understanding uh, the physique. But we also go into the psyche and understanding how to do things so that you can have high level of optimism and optimization, uh, a good level of balance so that you can do this for a long time and enjoy as much of the process as possible. It's very important to incorporate balance during any sort of training regimen. I mean, this way we can like learn to understand and be present and enjoy the present moment and not always shooting to get somewhere that illusion always sits there and it it sometimes could uh stop us from enjoying the moment so we talk a lot about that and i think it's extremely important to uh shine light on so everybody uh, if you're interested in learning a little bit about david radalovich make sure to check out his instagram and you can find that at david.radalovich r-a-d-o-l-o-v-i-c underscore official that's david radalovich underscore official to connect with him this guy is a really awesome guy and we connected right away and i can't wait to have him on the podcast again so without further ado guys enjoy the show david thank you so much for doing the podcast nino has sp- spoken so highly of you so uh, thank you for your time today let's uh I'm, I'm excited to just have a conversation with you Hi, Danny, and thank you for having me. Hell yeah. So uh, explain to me exactly what you identify as as far as like your profession. And then this way we can kind of like reverse engineer that. I know you train uh, Nino and he's a bodybuilder, professional bodybuilder, um, and he speaks very highly of you. And I'm very interested in understanding, like, like I said, how you identify as a wellness practitioner. And then we can start from there. Well, in the wellness industry, you know, we identify personal trainer, coaches, uh, health professionals in nutrition, uh, supplements, uh, and so on. I'm a bio, sorry, I'm a biomechanics uh, fitness instructor. Okay. What does it mean? I'm not just a PT uh, in the fitness industry. I work on the biomechanics level. That means that you know you have to know the body totally. to adapt it to changes. Uh, in its uh, environment. Mm-hmm. It can be uh, a tennis court, a gym, a fitness center, or whatever. And as well, I'm a trained uh, nutritionist, nutrition specialist here in uh, Europe. I have all the degrees and certificates from Europe. Now, you're living in Croatia, right? Yes, I live uh, at the border with Italy. So oh. Croatia is uh, in, the, in the ex-Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. People will certainly re- re- remember the ex-Yugoslavia. I live just on the border with Italy. We are mostly, in this part, half Italian. So Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful, yeah. Uh, I come from Italian heritage. And, you know, I live, in, I live in Chicago. And there's a ton of, like, Yugoslavians in Chicago. A lot of people from, uh, you know, that area. Um, so, And also a lot of Italians, too. So... 
I'm, I'm used to it. It's part in my DNA. It's in my culture. It's, uh, you know, I love just engaging with all sorts of people and I've always connected with Europeans. You know, I think, uh, the Europe lifestyles you were talking about very flexible with time, a little bit more fluid. They have this work life balance. Let's, uh, I mean, there's so much in your, in your, um, identification as a wellness practitioner and I'm definitely going to peel back in there but let's start with talking a little bit about time and how you approach your day and I mean how do you look at things as far as I wake up how am I going to spend this time as far as like value talk to me a little bit about your mindset and approach to that so not a long time ago it's like two and a half three years I started to work with the Emirates especially in Dubai. First, we started with uh, nutrigenomics and genomics tests. And uh, later, I engaged in a solo movement in the fitness industry. So I'm usually uh, two to three hours behind the Emirates. So I have to wake up earlier, like uh, 4 a.m., 5 a.m. in the morning, just to keep in contact uh, with the fresh day in Dubai, for example. Right. Uh, since I, I'm half Italian, I like to have my rituals like coffee, like good breakfast uh, and everything what makes life enjoyable. Because what kind of coffee you like? Espresso. Uh, of course. There is nothing that beats espresso, single, just, we call it just espresso. There is no double or single or something in Italy. Right. It's just espresso or ristretto, even shorter, without sugar, without milk, just a two second sip at the bar. That's it. And and that's it. You're ready to fly. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love that. That's how I started drinking coffee. And then, you know, and, and the reason why I ask you about time and, and the way you look at things is because in America, everything is so like, like it's, it's, uh, everything's gotta be fast. Everything's gotta be really easy. Everything's gotta be convenient and like extremely big, right. Over the top okay. all the time. Okay. So, you know, to hear that, you know, a nice little cup of coffee, just an espresso, boom, just take it at the bar. You know, I like that. And then I know that you're working a lot in Dubai, so the time difference. But like, as far as like, uh, you know, are you? Do you feel like you're a stressed out kind of guy working every single day, meeting deadlines? Like, do you, how do you feel about that type of stuff? No, I make my own life, my own rules. To be honest, for example, when I wake up, I have time for everything. I prepare my my guys' uh, meetings and so on. Uh, I prepare for my day at the gym. If I have clients coming from, I don't know, Italy, Germany, Slovenia, Austria, and so on. But uh, you put everything on paper. I put everything on paper. And nice. uh, usually we do not live that fast. Why is that? Because we, we say if you live fast, you tend to come very fast at the finish line. Yeah, and that's for sure. There is, there is no enjoyment in that. Uh, and a lot of people are asking me, come on. You're a fitness professional. Uh, you make homemade pasta. You make that one. You make homemade bread. Uh, you're slim. You're thin. Uh, you're an athletic guy. How is it even possible? Well, the first thing is we eat quite local. And we take time to prepare our food. It's, it's not common today. Even in uh, Europe, even in Croatia, in Italy, you buy stuff, microwave, and you're done. It's true. In my home... I still prefer the family contact, uh, sit all together, chit chat around food. Uh, uh, I think you have in mind the old pictures of old, old Italian movies, villages, towns, eating formaggio, olive oil, uh, a little bit of pepper, some ham or something, chit chatting, uh, playing cards. We are still doing it. 
even if you are extremely busy, you have to find time to live it that way because uh, it's the only thing that matters. From your it's, first day to your yeah. life, last day, it's called life. It's not called, called work, uh, job, or something, something. It's called exclusively life. Ah, thank you. Amen to that. Because, you know, as I, as I grow and develop in my career, I'm trying to find that work-life balance. I'm a very driven individual and I, I want to get things done and I have big dreams and goals. And, uh, you know, it's finding that balance. Another thing too is like in America, we're taught to uh, work hard. And if you're not working hard and you're not feeling pain, then you're not feeling it. You know, so this is the mentality that kids grow up with. And by the time they get to the 18, 19 years old and they have this, these decisions that they have to make with college or they have these decisions to make with uh, what kind of job am I going to get or how much money am I going to make or where am I going to live? People get very overwhelmed. And if there's not enough time for this leisure, this hanging out, this talking, this consuming, the ritual of making food, putting love into the food, uh, eating it with friends and family that you love and care for and then then what the hell are we doing you know what i'm saying like it helps it help hold on sorry it helps us become more calm and remember the fact that we are human and everything else is just you know external and it doesn't it's not as 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 important as uh connection with people connection with what we're doing connection to the food connection to the 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 topics and and uh how we can relate to one another i think all this stuff like you said is very very important and it gets away from americans well it's uh you know i think it's all about the schooling system mm, that's uh, that's a fucked up one dude i i, 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 I don't, don't tell me don't tell, i i think you know the center of for inquiry in uh, the United States. The it's center, a large scientific, the center uh, the of center what? For inquiry. What is that? It is a scientific community. It was, uh, it is a part of, uh, it is mostly scientists, science communicators. They work closely together and it is a quite strong community in uh, science explorations, uh, development uh, and teachings. Mm. It's, uh, I think it has branches in, uh, well, worldwide. And they have a branch in Croatia. I was uh, for uh, two, uh, two years head of uh, the cabinet for uh, the center of inquiry, uh, working on science communication. And it always starts with kids. As you said, you teach them, not you, but the state teach them uh, what to think. Yeah, I was I was in education myself too. So I was a high school teacher for six years before I went solo, like you, basically. So anyway, continue. Yes. So it's not important to teach them uh, how uh, what to think, but instead how to think. Sure. And this is why uh, I think the main problem today it's uh, time management. Why? Because we are so much stressed about work that we forget that one thing is very important. We have to make uh, a work from our hobby. So if you have a hobby and you're doing it with passion, it is not work. I know work give us meaning, give us a sense of belonging or something, but it's just work. When you put passion into your hobby and you know how to gain from that, to make uh, a living and to make others feel better and so on, this is what is important. Oh, I huge. Think just teach them uh, how to uh, turn on, switch off 
the machines and uh, how to be productive uh, for a period of time and then uh, later thank them, give them some money, <laughs> go to Florida or something. I don't think that's the way because when you kill the enthusiasm uh, in the young age and put stress too much, uh, you, you lose the artists, you lose the free thinkers. Oh, uh, for you sure. Lose the the wanderers and so on. For sure. You used a good word there, enthusiasm. It comes from the Latin uh, entheos, which means the God within, right? It's where our passion, it's where our joy comes from. I'm enthusiastic about mentorship and teaching and coaching and, and conversation and podcasts and connection, right? It's fun. I'm not working right now, but I'm, I'm working, you know, same thing, same thing with you. Can you, uh, I mean, with with uh, your, your knowledge and, and your, your information that you've kind of gathered over time, can you tell me what's going on in the body when we lead with this elevated emotion and this intention? When we have passion behind what we're doing, what's happening in the body neurologically and chemically? Can you break that down? Well, when you have purpose, that, uh, that's always something because you have a finish line which is defined by your journey. Mm. What happens to your body? It's always depending on the situation. So if you are excited, the, there are serotonin, endorphins, uh, and so on, uh, floating around, giving you the joy and happiness. When there is stress, for example, new obstacles, you just step in the arena, in the fighting arena with cortisol. Cortisol, as you know, is the stress hormone. Mm -hmm. So it happens a lot of things. But in the end, if you're doing something with purpose and you are... Uh, Going step by step to your goal, you're feeling always, believe me, always satisfied with yourself because you're giving something and you're fulfilling your dream. And it goes to the subconscious level. The subconscious, I'm just telling you now what is going on and later how do I know it. So in the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind uh, works on patterns. On pictures, uh, it takes uh, audio and puts it into visuals, into pictures. And it likes to finish stuff. If you do not like to finish stuff, if you do not finish stuff, you feel empty on the inside. And believe me, by time, that emptiness can consume you. Oh, totally. And where does it come from? I was first trained uh, in the psychotherapy region in cognitive behavioral hypnotherapy. Ooh, deep. Yes, this is one of my uh, first expertise. I was working in Germany, I was working here in Croatia with Italian clients and so on and so on. So I'm uh, quite proud of the work I did as a therapist uh, back then. I'm still uh, working as a therapist, counselor, uh, but I just eased up because of all the stress and everything, anxiety that goes around. Sure. It's a little bit... Uh, Killing, killing. You know, it's, inter it's interesting. We talk about the psyche. We talk about leading with passion and, and having that, being, that fulfillment driving us and keeping us healthy, right? But then when we are more sympathetic and we're driven by cortisol and adrenaline, this fight or flight response, as we're talking about it, it's ironic, right? Because, you know, we talk about it. We try to help people with that. But then many doctors or teachers, practitioners, they get put into these stress-filled environments and we get like it's almost our default we want to feel that after a certain amount of time so but keep going with what you were saying and let's transition to how maybe the human body gets addicted to these feelings well and you're empath for example you're starting to feel uh, your clients and that is horrible 
that it's horrible. Why? Because it will drag you to the bottom of their thoughts. And Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me just make sure this, I understood this. So like you're talking about as the practitioner, you start to take in their energy. And if, you yes. don't, if you're not aware of this, it can consume you. Yes, because there are two possibilities. One, that you are uh, taken uh, to the bottom of their thoughts and their lives and so on. And the second one, I was, uh, let's say, good at it, was I was looking at my patients and my clients from a third persona. So I was never, I was like uh, watching a movie, watching a theater play where I was a therapist, uh, they were the clients, and I was someone from the back, from the audience. Dude, this is big. This is big. This, 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 is, this is deep. Okay, keep, keep going. <laughs> like, do you follow? Do, do I, I totally to... follow. And you know okay, what? I'm so great. excited. I'm so excited because this like makes me think about the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension. If you are complete awareness watching yourself work with the client, it's next level it, thinking. It takes time. It yeah. takes time. It takes time. Uh, for me, it was like uh, most... So it was something like eight months extreme training, eight months. And we are not talking just uh, one session a day. We are talking uh, 12, 13, 14 hours a day trying to achieve that state of mind when you are with peace, but not with your patients, with yourself. Mm. So if you're not in peace with yourself, even as a fitness practitioner or a therapist or something, you can't help the other on the other side of the room. So you can't help it because you first have to help yourself. And that's why I always like to watch everything uh, from the third seat, from the third persona, just the audience not getting involved in the feeling, just the story and monitoring how it's going. It is quite difficult, but it's possible. It comes down to not getting too much involved in stuff like uh, overthinking and uh, being an empath on that level because many people they just uh, are driven by empathy and they would like to help anyhow sometimes a step back it's a huge help oh totally man i'm so glad that nino connected us because uh yeah i love thinking about things at, at that deeper level because as a practitioner as a wellness coach we get involved we know and understand the person's not just movement patterns eating and sleeping patterns but now we start to think about and feel the way they think and it could consume us and just like any any profession right like you talked about time management i look at it as almost like energy management where are or where is our energy focused on and how are we bringing it back at the end of the day so like go back to talking about more of like how we can uh, we we are we become addicted to these stress hormones and feelings over time. Like if if that's the environment that we put ourselves in on a regular, and we're going to a job, let's say we don't like necessarily, and uh, our thoughts are consumed by a shitty boss, all this extra work, uh, I don't have enough resources, and we live in that in that environment for forty hours a week every single day for seven to ten years, twenty years, thirty years. How is that? Uh, how is that affecting our human psyche and physicality? Well, two things a few things happen. First is that uh, over time we can get assimilated into the into the uh, playground of uh, ju just being there, mm -hmm. and that's the worst part. If you're just uh, just a pawn uh, on the chessboard, it is horrible. Uh, or it can uh, drive us a little bit crazy, mm -hmm. insane, and 
we are uh, taking time in our own hands. So talking about time management, uh, talking about uh, the energy focus, uh, where to put it and so on, we have to work. That's for sure. We're so if you work uh, like uh, the Scandinavians now, they're doing six hours a day or uh, eight, 10, 12, it doesn't matter. Just do your job. But you have the opportunity to choose what you want to do with the rest of the day. For example, if you are sleeping eight hours a day, just an example, uh, you are working eight hours a day and you have eight hours left. Okay, let's take uh, four hours, uh, kids uh, eating, uh, traveling, uh, relaxing. Uh, so you have three or four hours just to build something. Well, we spend most of our uh, time on social media, Instagramming, Facebooking, uh, Twittering, and so on. You are basically doing nothing. And the sooner you realize that, the better for you. Take a book, take something, develop, take a course. Uh, I don't know, just engage in something that builds your persona. If, if, you, if you're not doing it, it's your fault. Because in life, it always comes just to two things. You either do something or do not. When you are not doing anything is because you're decided to be passive. If you decided to take action, take action. Just uh, sometimes, trust me, a kick in the butt, uh, it's always a step forward. Oh, because, definitely. I, I yeah, agree with it, you. Yeah, it's because some people uh, sometimes tend to be a little bit, you know, pragmatic uh, or just uh, passive about things. They're passive. Why do you need three hours daily? Are you an influencer, Instagrammer? What the hell are you? We can't be all influencers. We can't be all of us, uh, I don't know, models on social media, promoters or something. They all see easy money. I'm, I'm working with influencers. Uh, for our, our friend Nino is doing quite well in the arena. It's not something that it's, you know, it's tremendously fun and you have no obligations except 10 minutes daily. I know, for example, in this region, uh, for example, Italian region, you see them like in a studio of yours, uh, background check, sound, the recording, uh, computer data analysis. Uh, it's horrible. It's horrible the amount of time they have to spend on it, sitting down. True. Because if I think you agree with me that the sitting is the new smoking. Totally. In, uh, it's, it's, it's horrible how much people sit. And it's awful uh, for their posture. I mean, the, like, the more I learn about spine health, the more you know, I, and I work with people that have like, these rounded backs. And if you want to talk about information interpretation, the healthier our spine is, the more we're, we're balanced physically, the more pure we can take in information, the cleaner we think, the more optimistic we are. Uh, you know, the more we can retain information. And then when we have shitty posture, that influences the way that we behave and we think and we, we spend our energy, basically. And it's, yeah, it's awful. But, you know, for example, as a wellness practitioner, you know the importance of uh, flexor mobilities. At one point, uh, people from uh, their lower lat muscles to their hips, they can't uh, stretch. They can't uh, get down to put their socks and so on. It's horrible. And that happens to people like 25, 30 years old. So they're totally. sitting all day long. It is not normal. Even from an energy evolutionary stance, uh, going back and back and back, we are athletic beings. We are born to be on our, uh, with our feet on the ground. 
we are born. If you ask me, uh, for example, how to compose a training for a, just a lifestyle practitioner, not a bodybuilder, not a right. pro or a pro swimmer, a pro sportsman, just stay on your feet. Mimic nature, mimic cherry picking. Uh, those are presses. Mimic, uh, I don't know, uh, going around and looking for uh, something to eat uh, to catch like uh, lunges and so on. Sure. Mimic that you have to go up on a tree. Those are the pull-ups. Uh, you have the dips uh, just to finish the movement. Just try to mimic nature because your body is amazing. It's amazing. Today we see overcomplicated stuff uh, with uh, 27 portion of our movement. I don't know why. It does nothing. It puts too much stress on small parts like ligaments. And to today people are uh, all in external, internal, internal rotation. Uh, they are doing some crazy stuff with uh, hips. Uh, they do not know how to hinge or something basic because yeah. they're extremely, extremely stiff. Oh, totally. That that hinge is an extremely important uh, movement. That's like you said, extremely basic. That ton of people do not know how to execute. You know, you see all sorts of rounded shoulders. You all you see like stiff leg. You see too much bend in the leg. You don't see a straight back. You don't see a, a proud chest. You don't see any engagement in the glutes or the abs or any connection to the ground. I always start with the ground, right? Connect to the toes, feet, tear the ground apart with the lower half. Like it's extremely important. I love, I love your philosophy. Nino is so right about you. <laughs> athletic beings we are beings from nature whatever we, we like to do or like to say live it live in a modern society just play it by nature's rules for example you see that we have olympic uh, swimmers runners throwers and so on why because we mimic something that we do in our natural environment totally and this is even this is even my approach in uh, leading some uh, bodybuilders I give some extra work uh, on their basic routine, on their you know, basic uh, squat, bench, uh, deadlifts, presses, pulling, everything but goes. I give always an extra dimension to that. Like, for example, 3D squats. You do not just go uh, back and forth, back and forth. You go even left and right and uh, down. You take care of the posture of the leaning uh, forward, backward, uh, hit the posterior chain, the, the frontal chain, and so on. It's always about mimicking and does good to your body. I don't know if you saw Nino's development in the last three months. Uh, yeah, I watched him. He, he looks phenomenal. Yeah. And not, not, even, not even just looking, David, but like talking to him yesterday or I, I talked to him on Monday. Up here, his, his headspace is so much more like uh, I just feel the guy is way more connected. You know, the words he was using, the, the emotion that he was displaying. I mean, he's on another level. Yeah, he, he is because he invested in himself on a few planes, uh, on communication, on uh, approaches and so on. And he was focused all the time. I think you know his lifestyle. He's working as a trainer at the police, uh, Dubai Police yeah. Academy. Yeah. He has to be there uh, before 5 a.m. Uh, till 10, 11, 12 work with uh, three, four, five, six clients daily. He had double workout. So one in the morning, one in the evening for one and a half hour. He had cardio because we had only three months to prepare. And uh, he was always over 100 kgs. You do the math, I think it's 220 something. Yeah, 220. Yes, uh, 220 something in pounds. And 
it was extremely difficult, but it was amazing. I have other clients that, you know, they are working from 8 to 3, 8 to 4 p.m. And basically that's it. They have time uh, to do a three hours workout, right. do some cardio in the morning from 6 to 7, some fast cardio. But he was a total challenge. And I love challenges because deep dive, I'm a scientist and uh, I have everything as a formula, as a math equation. And just let's find the solution. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant, if you ask me. And he developed on each side of his human being, from head to heart to soul and everything. Amazing. Just amazing. Oh, for sure. And I'll tell you, I felt that. I'm very empathic as well. And I, I just felt it from the time I just started talking with him. And then we had a really good conversation. And it seemed like it went by so fast. It was just one of those types of conversations. Um, so... How much uh, unconventional style training do you use in your protocol with clients? Do you use the kettlebell? Do you use things like the steel mace, the viper, the clubs, things that challenge movement, kind of look at the body along the lines of, like you were saying, posterior frontier chain, more connective tissue based stuff than this lever movement as a biomechanics uh, practitioner? Well, it depends. If you're training someone with just a lifestyle, fitness lifestyle, let's call it that way, you can do whatever you want. Just keep them safe. Right. This is the only rule I have in mind always is uh, just keep them safe. Yeah. You can do kettlebell, uh, body movements on trampoline, trampolines if you want. Just keep them safe. Keep their knees safe, uh, their uh, shoulders, and their elbows and their hips. And the rest is uh, not so important. Uh, why? Because we are highly adaptable to change. Uh, so we even grow in a discomfort zone. We do not grow in a comfort zone uh, mentally or physically. It's a normal. So totally. uh, for if I'm doing someone that is a lifestyle, we do training outside, like, uh, let's call it street workout trainings with different routines. Fit the gym trainings, uh, basic from basic movements, uh, depends what the goal is. Uh, we hit uh, every aspect of uh, everything. Uh, we work on hypertrophy, strength, uh, explosivity, uh, corrective exercises, because today people forget their, their trainers. They have, it's a must, you have to do corrective exercises for your shoulders, for your uh, elbows, uh, for your posture uh, and so totally. on. Because I don't know where it went. I don't know uh, what's the, the deal in the United States, but in Europe, in this part, they, uh, I think 95% of the fitness trainers, they forgot the corrective exercises. It's only about looks, the 30 muscles that make your look and uh, who cares about the rest of 400? Oh, dude, that's a uh, that's a big that's a great point here in America too. Like, there's n the the thought the thought about corrective exercise isn't even there. I don't even think a lot of trainers are trained to pay, pay attention to postural imbalances or like read the body appropriately. There's none of that, and uh, I think putting emphasis on this, you know piece of training people is really really important and you know what too i, I find that you know people that come that are coming in they're not even aware right they expect the professional to be 100 percent aware so basically what i'm what i'm seeing is you can tell these people anything but that's not obviously not my style i want to learn as best as, as possible that's why i'm talking to guys like you and nino so i can learn and think about these types of situations like the way you're thinking about but yeah it's gone completely out the door and uh, I think it's an extremely important piece to helping somebody develop from A to Z, not just, uh, not just the aesthetics, right? Yeah, but uh, I think a lot of people are 
even as individuals, we are focused on our appearance. Uh, we are like, uh, I just want uh, large chest, big arms, uh, shoulders, 3D shoulders, legs, let's train them another day and so on, just to make a good... <laughs> I, I know, it's all over the world, it's the same. Uh, even uh, now, all the rules around uh, the bodybuilding, uh, the physique and so on, come on. You are covering your legs with shorts till your uh, till your knees. The legs make fifty percent of your body. I know. So like, it's big why muscles. are you covering them? <laughs> I, I said to Nino, he loves, uh, for example, uh, leg workouts. We are gonna train leg hard. Legs should be trained hard. It makes fifty percent of your body. And he said, I love doing legs. We uh, did another approach with supersets, triple sets, and so on, just to keep the volume high. Mm -hmm. But he loved it. And uh, you can't skip half of your body. You can't. Would you just train uh, the left side or just the right side of your body? You can't do it. You can't. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And sometimes people have that mentality. I don't know where that comes from. Just a little pure laziness, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's pure laziness. And I, uh, I got your point. Because people, when come to us professionals, they do not ask. They just say, I want this or that or something. But we are the professionals. If your posture is a disaster, your uh, chin is uh, uh, 20 centimeters in front of you, or uh, your back is, uh, I don't know, scoliosis or something gone, or, for example, your traps are... We have to work on that. Oh, we have to work at, and it's a, it's horrible that uh, sometimes we take clients from other trainers, from other coaches, and we see a lot of failures over there with their knees and so on and so on. I had uh, I live in a small town, four thousand people. So imagine that. Yeah, everyone knows everybody. I went to a high school; it was more than four thousand people. <laughs> so you you got the point. So we yeah. know each <laughs> other with all the surroundings, everything. We are something like 30,000. So nothing. We yeah. know everyone. And uh, I saw a dentist, a lady. She, she was at my gym and she was like, oh, I have back problems and neck problems. And what's going on? You're training like one and a half year with uh, your coach. I don't know. He said everything is fine. It should hurt in the beginning. It should not. Right. Why are you doing things like that? Why are you doing presses behind your neck? If your shoulders are a complete disaster, you're doing too much external, external rotation. Do not do any pulls behind your neck. But he told me it's an old school bodybuilding, bodybuilding style. I don't care. I don't really care. Or upright rows, uh, uh, she was uh, consuming her, uh, her shoulders and so on. Sometimes we have to do extra effort just to teach people and sometimes it's even our fault because we do not totally. have time to, to go on the street to go to do a presentation or something uh, to put extra effort to teach them I, i'm not talking about you or me or something but as a community uh, sometimes it's our fault that we do not put so much effort into educating the masses oh totally man it's not yeah i would say that the the priority is to make money, not so much to educate people, right? That's, I'm yeah. sure that's a pretty universal <laughs> mantra that the world kind of goes by, goes by. But then again, there are guys like you and I who are having this conversation to educate, right? To hopefully 
uh, spark at least an idea in somebody's brain to say, oh, maybe that there's some merit in what these guys are saying. And then that, that, that kind of blossoms over time. Because as you know, as an educator, you don't see the positive effects that you have right away. It's not like this instantaneous effect. It's like a tree and it grows. And maybe something you said to a student uh, resonates with them three, four, five, six years later. And this is the beauty of constantly putting out an honest, pure, passionate message because that energy is also contagious. And it has a it has an effect on people. I've I've realized, and um, it's something that uh, I've built skills upon. Like not only do I read energy nicely, but I'm also able to feel that uh, I put out a positive vibe, a positive energy, and I and I make it a, an important. It's very valuable for me to live every day with honesty and integrity and with passion. As I'm a as I go into this solo career, you know, like I want people to feel this this love that I feel every day. You know, I'm fortunate enough to be um, to be grown up in a family with extremely loving parents that gave me the perfect amount of uh, wiggle room so that I can program my own brain. You know what I'm saying? They gave me enough love and self-confidence to where it's like, yeah, Danny, go figure it out on yourself. Go learn yourself. You know, this way right. I've been actually I've been able to to program my brain and also like what you said, admit when I am wrong. And I, and I want to try to do that every single day. It's something that uh, is, a, is a problem with a lot of young men, uh, especially in America. They, you know, we're too ego-driven, and ego is very important because it gets stuff done, but it also hides some of the darkness, right? It doesn't let us uh, see where we are at fault, where we do have problems, where we could kind of approach a situation differently. You know what I mean? So what are some of your... Um, what are some of your like tactics for self-identification or even like identifying flaws in other people? How do you communicate that? So uh, first, uh, you have to start with yourself. That's the main thing. Uh, as you said, uh, just say, I'm wrong. Yeah. And when you're pre uh, presented, presented with uh, facts, change your opinion. <laughs> it is okay to it's change okay. your opinion. I, I love to do it because it means I'm evolving in here, mm -hmm. in my head, I'm evolving uh, my brain. It's okay to change uh, your way of thinking, your uh, expressions and everything, because it's how we survive. It's pure evolution. We survive because we adapt to changes. We adapt, and this is the best part. It means that we can change our point of view, our way of doing. Uh, for example, if uh, you come to live at my place for, let's say, one year, you're gonna have to change the way of your lifestyle and everything, mm -hmm. be more calm, uh, have time, uh, eat this, eat that, eat more pasta, eat uh, friendly fish, because the sea is just uh, a few miles from uh, my place and we go there by the fishermen because we adapt. When presented with uh, facts, we should always change our way of thinking and communicating and even uh, expressing ourselves and that is brilliant. Ah. If you ask me how to do it, if you ask me how to do it, well, here comes another trick in, uh, into, the, uh, into the play. It's the power of persuasion. And the power of persuasion is something that we are taught at school. That uh, when you go uh, psychology or something, uh, the power of persuasion, it's uh, very strong. And if you can persuade with uh, interesting facts, so in science, you know that we have the problem that we are very square. We have uh, mathematics, physics, uh, chemistry, biology. Biology, not even so, but physics and uh, chemistry are very strict. 
laws of nature, dynamics, thermodynamics, motion, it's all put into laws. And we get it. The law of gravity, the heliocentric system, the bacteria law, the, it's everything, it's a law to us. And we understand it, it and we make no question about it. We do question it, how it works, uh, can you show me, because this is how you evolve, by questioning. Question okay. everything, question why. And this is how we evolve our brains to be better, to make us better, to understand the world we are living in. Because we know every, uh, a lot about uh, any kind of stuff, celebrities and so on, but we know so little about the world we are living in. We know nothing about nature. Uh, we do not nothing about the human body. We do not, we know little about digestion. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, fascinating to me. It's fascinating to me that we tend to learn about anything except nature. We are a part of nature. And the problem with it, it's uh, in science, we know how to present the evidence, the fact, the data to students, to colleagues, to st in symposiums, meetings, and so on. But it's not about them. It's my duty as a science communicator and all of my colleagues to speak in a way that uh, it makes it interesting. If Fuck, I give yeah. you a statement that it's uh, interesting, that it's uh, about the cosmos, about the human body, about uh, nature, that you can later tell to your friends, to your kids, to your family, I've done my job. And uh, you are going to narrate it later to someone you care about, for example, a group of friends or uh, uh, someone into the family. And you are going to adopt a new way of thinking, a more natural, a more uh, conscious one about uh, the nature of reality, that you're going to, for example, change a little bit, let's say 2-3%, the way you are, were thinking just a few hours before. It's not about ch changing something drastically. I have to drive you around and to, uh, and to make you see uh, the differences. And you should be the one making the connections. I will drive, drive you around uh, to your mind, to your understanding of uh, nature, your body. It's the same. But you'll have at the end to connect the dots because if I tell you something, there is no need for you to trust me. I can be lying. Uh, and the worst part is uh, coming back to the schooling system, like uh, we spoke uh, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. We do not teach our young ones how to find information. We are sometimes stuck in a way of uh, learning from the 80s and 90s, not knowing that the information that they are learning and they're just memorizing it, for the next period of uh, two, three, three weeks, how to find the information of uh, something on the internet to be sure it's uh, peer reviewed, it's uh, quality and it's true. We are teaching them something else because if you ask me all the four or five years of uh, university now can be squeezed in the one and a half year. Totally, but it's because not gonna make money. If you need to learn something, I'm sorry, but let's put aside, for example, uh, medicine. Medicine is something a little bit more complicated. But uh, some other things uh, where you need your passion to be just uh, a little bit stuck with uh, emotions and uh, thinking and questioning, you need one and a half year. 
and later let's do uh, the practical work uh, do its job it's magic yeah for sure man amen amen the uh the the culture in schools in america like it's it's very and i, I can say this because i've been in a lot of different schools in a lot of different environments you know poor poorer environments uh, environments that have a little bit more uh, resources. And I will say that the culture inside the buildings is the same. It's very negative. It's dog eat dog. It's, uh, it's driven towards data as far as like testing, assessments, grades. Um, and this is what we heavily weigh shit on. And uh, I'll tell you that the kids don't want to be there. The teachers don't necessarily are enthusiastic about being there. It's just the job. Everyone's talking shit about one another. And it's just like this really negative atmosphere. And good teachers, they don't have opportunities to shine because they got to worry about all the other bullshit. All the other stuff, okay. they got to make sure everything's documented. They got to make sure everything is appropriate. They have to make sure that they're not going to get sued. All this type of stuff, man. And it's a pain in the ass. And uh, I admire you for going on your own path and, and doing this. And I, you know, I'm learning as I, as I go on this path. Um, but yeah, it's a sad thing, right? It's very sad because uh, we are not making them uh, enjoy the journey. Yeah, and that's what it's about. It's about enjoying the journey and figuring it out as you go. And you're never going to fucking figure it out fully. It's always a constant growth pattern, you know? That's the best, that's the best part, I think, because uh, I wake up every morning and I go to sleep uh, with always a thought that uh, I learned something today when I go to sleep or when I wake up, what today I'm going to learn. For because sure. uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I have to be honest, I'm very excited. For example, uh, today I was very happy to meet you. Me too. And uh, I was uh, very, very happy to meet you and to see you as a person uh, live on your podcast. And I was talking with my colleagues and clients uh, about it. Uh, and I learned something about an amazing human being today. And uh, trust me, it makes my day. Me too, it's man. It's not about... It's not about gaining money. It's not about money. It was about money. I would just say, look, then I have 10 minutes. I got clients, you know, they pay $150 right. per session. I'm sorry, but you'll have to be quick. It's <laughs> not about money. It's, it's about emotion. Yeah. So, for example, I have, I'll have for today, for tomorrow, and so on, a perfect memory of a chit-chat with someone from across the globe via technology of something that is just like a cell phone right it's amazing i i was hoping i was waiting for this call from this morning okay now it's i think 12 or something like that 1 p.m uh, your zone but it's almost 8 p.m in my zone and i was happy about it and people forget to be happy in our school system it's something else they value grades they do not value knowledge if they value knowledge uh kids won't have you know small papers with answers and so on right just it's value knowledge grades are something temporary they memorize something and from the second they write it down it's gone yeah and it's not knowledge anymore it was it was a problem with me with uh, my generation with the generation before and so on just don't value grades value something more value experience uh, value emotional exchange value knowledge uh, the way of learning and thinking and make sure. them free thinkers. I know that now in the America to be a free thinker, it's a little bit uh, stretchy in uh, some terms. It's like in some part of Europe, 
but Europe, I think, is a little bit more open. Sure. Uh, we are talking, uh, let's say, politically. With, I, I don't want to go there, but uh, we are a little bit softer by political terms and uh, everything else as the United States. Uh, and it's quite okay because uh, you chose that way, we chose our way, and uh, we meet in the between and we find it. I know electoral votes don't, don't go there. The last time I, I was having a podcast, uh, just a chit chat with a friend. He was about the electoral votes and this one. Let's do not go. I know we know everything. Trust me, and we are always amused in uh, in Europe, even in the ex-Yugoslavia. Yeah, I was sure. uh, laughing two days ago because they were they were making uh, a little bit of uh, fun about uh, your chief, your yeah. guy in charge. And, you can say uh, Trump. You can say his name. You can say him, Trump. Vote for Trump. 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 Yes, Trump. 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 Yes, <laughs> I know. And uh, we, we were like. Come on, come on. If the ex-Yugoslavia, now it's devastated. Uh, it's not devastated, but intellectually it's handicapped. We are making fun of the guy. How bad can it be? I know, dude. It's crazy, man. It really stirs a lot of people up. You have to stray away from not talking about Trump. I know <laughs> you get clients that get really heated and it's very no, interesting. Uh, but, you know, I think that this guy is just a representation of what America is inside. You know, it's like, hey, you wanted this. This is what you get. But you know what's the best part? The best part, uh, you can try anything in your life. You had the opportunity to try him for four, five or ten years. In the long run, uh, ten years means nothing to the human true. race. Because uh, I always uh, look at humans like homo sapiens that are gonna just one day gonna be extinct uh, from the face of the planet and uh, it <laughs> will mean nothing. It will mean nothing that uh, was him or someone else or something else. It means in terms of economy, status, uh, social service and uh, wars. And, uh, but uh, at the end, I think uh, I find peace in that uh, comforting thought that it, it doesn't really matter matter in the long run. Sure. For example, four generations for now, if you're going to live that long as homo sapiens, I don't think uh, they, they will just laugh uh, at any situation that was in this period, not just from your side, even in Europe, in Asia, and so on and so on. It doesn't matter. Uh, that, that's, that's the thought. I live my day always. Uh, it doesn't matter at the end. It's just try to live your life. Try to eat some Parmigiano-Reggiano with a little <laughs> bit of olive oil. And trust me, your life will be better because one day when your candle will burn out, uh, no one will care. Dude, I it's agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, you know, it's we're all going to die one day. But, you know, you being a scientist, I want to get into a quantum physics now because this is where okay. I, I this is where my brain starts to go. You know, like I love understanding more about consciousness and reality, how how like a wellness journey driven with emotion helps that. Um, time, space, space, time, meditation, being more calm, interpreting information, all this stuff. So with quantum physics, okay, it's very, very like, uh, it's iffy. It's hard to explain because we don't know a ton about it. So when you, uh, when you are talking to people about quantum physics, consciousness, reality, the cosmos, like how can you break this down in its simplest format? Well, for uh, if you are talking uh, science and you you are talking to a communicator, we do not talk about uh, the quantum physics or quantum mechanics in this point because this is the mechanics of subatomic particles in a way of uh, consciousness or something. This is some that is something that is 
driven from uh, pseudoscience. Uh, when you talk about uh, changing reality, manipulating reality, adaptation to reality, this is not a part of quantum physics and quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics is something else. It is a part of uh, the physics, the physics department, and it uh, talks about subatomic particles. Mm -hmm. So the particles even uh, below the standard uh, model of the atom, when you have the uh, electron, uh, uh, the it disappears and reappears, disappears, reappears, and disappears and reappears, right? That's right. We have the neutrinos. We have uh, something else. We have waves. We have energies. But when you're talking about quantum mechanics, uh, you should, it's something that first drives you crazy because the laws of uh, the macro nature does not imply to the laws of the micro nature of the quantum realm. Mm. And there is nothing to be, let's say, assertive about it when it comes to quantum and medicine or something because it does not work that way. It is something that they're trying to sell us. It's not a part of that because uh, it can't be even possible. It, uh, it's even, uh, in a, it's, it's colliding with some basic laws of uh, nature and uh, nature does not allow to collide to, to uh, theories, to laws uh, and to split them and to make of them whatever you want. So I'm not even going in that direction, especially with my clients. When we're talking about uh, the mind, the mind is something else. The mind has its uh, own rules, but the best thing is uh, the rules are very individual. Why? Okay. For example, uh, we are talking about meditation. I don't know. Maybe you meditate. Maybe you do not. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's you... one of my non-negotiables. I think it's. We were talking about you know being sympathetic versus parasympathetic. It's a way that I put myself in a in a calm, more restorative uh, being, way, state of being, so that I can be creative and heal from inside, basically. So anyway. Okay, great. So, for example, you take meditation from your point. Uh, there are meditation forms like uh, praying. There are, there are meditations like mantras. Sure. So meditation in a wide term can be anything. Sure. Uh, in my, uh, for example, I do not meditate. Why? Because I find uh, my peace in uh, reason, uh, in science and in knowledge. When I'm not learning, I feel very bad. I feel frustrated and... Uh, under stress <laughs> it's 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 funny but when i learn new things about the cosmos about uh, for example uh, i i was so at peace when uh, we got the first uh, picture of the black hole i was staring at it and uh, seeing the event horizon and everything was trying to picture what's going on and i feel felt calm and uh, very gentle loving uh, from the inside i had the sense of belonging because I always like to say that uh, as uh, I am a part of, a part of uh, the universe, the universe is also a part of me. Totally. We, share, uh, the same, we share the same atoms from sure. the beginning of time, from the, let's call it the Big Bang, uh, from uh, the fusion of uh, hydrogen into sun, uh, making helium. Later, uh, the suns exploded, making the supernova, you know, the sun explosion, right. stellar explosion. Right. <sighs> and... Uh, with elements of carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and so on, that made you and me as human beings. Because when you look at ourselves and you look at the uh, stars, you see that we are make, made from the same elements. Right. If this does not blow your mind, 
that you are uh, made from uh, interstellar stuff, that you are the cosmos that lives for 80, 90, 100 years, and you are conscious about it. If this doesn't uh, tremble your word, I don't know. You have some big problems. <laughs> yeah. true. It's true. No, I think about it all the time. I think it's the most amazing thing. Yes, it's amazing. Trust me, uh, we have clear, uh, clear uh, skies in uh, this part of Europe. And I like to look at the stars. Uh, I think most of the scientists have a little bit sense of belonging when we uh, watch up at the night sky. And even people now in today's world, uh, we have, for example, you have one amazing uh, science communicator, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah. I was, he was the first one that pops into my head when I, when I think about the cosmos and the universe. And, you know, now the multiverse. I like to think about multiple universes and an unlimited amount. I, I, yeah, I want to get your brain on. I want to pick your brain on this. So, like, he is a great communicator. I was just watching one of his videos yesterday. But then, like, what do you think about other nodes of consciousness and other universes out there? You think that's possible? Sure, why not? Uh, we have the models. So we do the mathematical models uh, in, in the science field, in the science arena. So it's uh, highly possible. It's even possible that uh, we are living in a virtual reality. Elon Musk is uh, uh, putting scientists uh, on his side to try to find the answer. Are we living in a computer simulation? And there is even a mathematical chance that we are. Mm. Are there multiverses? I really hope so. But uh, just to travel to the uh, furthest point of what we know, our universe is, we can do uh, that only by imagination. Sure. For example, today we do not have uh, nor the knowledge nor the equipment to go that far. And we live in a great era. Uh, if you ask me, uh, you and I are very uh, happy in our generation because Many, many, many times ago, many, many decades ago, we had the golden era of chemistry. We learned about stuff, uh, what are they made of? Then we had the golden era of uh, physics, uh, motion and so on and so on, energies. Uh, it's absolutely perfect. Now we are living in the golden era of biology. Why? Because uh, the Human Genome Project, one of the best projects of the humankind, is being developed uh, for uh, over 15 years now. And we are starting to learn about uh, the gen genetic makeup of each one of us. Not talking just about the humans, the homo sapiens, but everything in the animal, plant kingdom, uh, the fungus, and so on and so on. So it's something that is brilliant because First, we learned about the nature around us, the wind, the fire, the sun, the stars, uh, and so on. Later, we learned about the principles of uh, motion and uh, the gravity, uh, the reality, the, the bending of space-time, that there is something like um, the curvature of uh, light and so on. And now we are learning something that is not so difficult to understand. It's about ourselves. One part of my company in Switzerland is dealing with uh, genetic research or genomic research. And uh, trust me to know, for example, your genetic makeup of your muscle fibers, of your metabolism. Uh, are you sensitive to salt or caffeine? Uh, and you can go even further. You have the 23andMe kit that you can do order online. Yeah. See where your ancestors are from. It's absolutely brilliant because you have the 
time and uh, it's so individual, you can learn about yourself. Because just 50 to work for the society, I had to work for my family society, for a tribe. Imagine now after uh, millennia, we are allowed to think about ourselves. So it's really, it's so, it's so great. We have the opportunity, so we are having a chit chat. And a uh, hundred years ago, imagine you said to your uh, parents, to your tribe, uh, to your group of people, look, I'm gonna talk to David to the next village. I won't be here for uh, two hours. But who's gonna take care of the sheep? Who's gonna take care of the wheat or something? Uh, now we have time for ourselves and we can explore it. We can go much, much, much deeper than just pure conversation. You can take a genetic kit and test what you are. Because who you are, you know, you can tell me your story. But what you are from within, from your genetic makeup, it's something amazing. And I think this is the best time to be alive right now. Amen. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. I definitely, I definitely think it's the best time to be alive. I, there's a lot of things that you've said the last hour or so that I've said multiple times. And I'm just like, yes, of course, of course. But you don't think, hold on. You don't think that uh, we could manifest reality based on the information from quantum physics. You do. Do you have no, any? No. Do you have any um, any work with uh, like junk DNA? Have you heard anything about this and yes, understanding uh, how to like send genetic expression out to the environment and manipulate it little by little, depending on, you know, it's something else. First of all, uh, we will not uh, manipulate reality. Reality will manipulate us. Ah. That's the first thing, uh, we, because we are smaller than the cosmos. Yeah, whatever, if it comes an asteroid impact, believe me, nothing of your uh, reality wrapping will uh, help you anyhow. <laughs> if it comes to diseases, no reality of your imagination will help you. It's not just to be, uh, let's say, a party pooper, a party breaker, but uh, it comes down to simple question. It's a field that should be tested, that should be explored as well. Sure, I'm and very interested in it. Testing, and exploring. But if it, uh, it, it is a little bit uh, counterfeiting with the laws of nature. Mm. So we have our epigenetics. Epigenetics is the part above genetics that uh, takes one information from one part of the genome code of the helix and express it on the outside, your uh, skin color, your uh, how to make your organ, your heart, your liver, your bones, your nails, uh, your nose, uh, your hair, and so on. So that's one part of it. We are expressing our, let's say, code, our, uh, just our plan, our uh, raw data from our DNA to the outside, but how? It's expressing on our plane, so on us. And this is great. And there is something new. There is something, not, not even new, I, I like to think that it's new, but we can try. What does it mean? Because we have the knowledge of understanding, thanks to our consciousness, and we can create new ideas. And let's try to incorporate the new ideas to make something into this world. Because we, we can manifest our ideas, but by working on them, not just by waiting. Right, and right. This, and this is great, if you think this is great. So you and I, we have an idea, an astronomic one, that's reasonable, of course, not just, okay, I'll have wings in two seconds, and I'm going to fly. No, but reasonable idea of something, and we can work on it and to put it into the world just to test it how it works. 
And this is the best part. You just do a uh, question uh, on something and send it to an institute, a scientific technological engineering, sorry, that is working in the field. And you should have your answer in a short period of time. Because if I don't know something, I can't invent an, uh, just an answer. Right. You ask me a question, uh, I said, come on, it's something that uh, it should be more tested or something, it's okay. But I can't give you an answer. And this is the best part. You, I, and uh, many others, we sometimes forget that we are entitled to ask questions. We are entitled just send something to you find the department on the MIT on uh, one of the Harvard uh, something uh, King's College Oxford uh, and so on. Just send a question to a department, and a professor or a helper or something will give you the answer. And this is great. We sometimes we forget that we have the outstanding opportunity. For example, we are I don't know we we are uh, eight time zones apart and we are communicating on a uh, cosmic scale, beautiful, on a yeah. cosmic scale, and the, the same thing we can do even with scholars. And all, I encourage people do that. They like to get questions. Now, not of course about stupid questions like today we have massive idiotism going around sure. uh, and so on. But uh, they they like to respond. I do it, so I think everyone should do it because it's even part of their job. Definitely. You know, when I was a teacher, I would get in trouble for asking too many questions. When you were the department head uh, at, at your old job, when you were working in academia, did you feel like this questioning mentality got you in trouble? Did you feel like it wasn't reciprocated well? No, not really. I never worked on the first line. I was always in a substitute or in science communicator, but I was not working for an institute or something. Oh, a school okay. or university. I was not a professor. I was not a teacher. Mm. And uh, but it, you, I saw it from the third persona as I was telling you. Yeah. What the problem was? The problem was you have some basic material from uh, 20, 30 years ago. Some new data that is going around. Uh, it's okay to do it, but uh, man, give them some time. Time is precious. Yeah. Do not force uh, old knowledge uh, upon a new generation. It's not fair, and I, yeah. I was. I'm very open to my to the kids that are contacting me by email or by SMS and so on. Ask whatever. If I don't know it, I'm gonna ask someone else. For example, Nino was uh, in friends from the Emirates, asking, "Do you know something about this and that and that?" We are talking about health, for example, uh, endocrinological system. I do not know it. Just give me a few hours. I'm gonna contact my colleagues in Germany. Sure. And I'm going to give you a response. And this is the best part because sure. we are allowed to do it. We are allowed to, and even with kids today. But you know what was the problem? The state regulates uh, the amount of time you have. I don't know in the, the America, but here in uh, Europe, the amount of time for one subject. So you have this amount of time for mathematics. This one is for languages. This one for history. This is art. And you can't go too much into questioning because mm. you're going to be behind schedule. And this... It's a disaster in the long run. Totally. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, uh, I'm all about asking questions, hence why I, I have a podcast and I get to talk with guys like you. And this is, a, you know, it's been an hour of just wonderful, yep. wonderful imagination and, and thoughts and ideas bouncing back and forth. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to just 
have the, the ability to do this. Like you said, we do live in the best time to be alive. We've never seen anything like it. Um, you know, we've been talking for about an hour. Like I said, uh, I want to respect your time because, uh, you know, time is money for sure. And I don't want to take you past the time, but I really do appreciate your time and uh, talking to you. I, I would hope that we can do this again, man. There's a lot more things I'd love to cover with you. Well, first of all, it's uh, 8 p.m. in uh, Croatia here at the border. So if we were here, uh, I think we would talk, talk another three or four hours with some Parmigiano, olive oil, Easily. wine. And Easily. You know, you know no, I, I, it's I listen. It's not about time. It's For not sure. about time. I respect your time because it's uh, 1 p.m. at your place. So I respect that. And uh, I was very happy. And thank you for inviting me to your podcast. It was absolutely amazing. You are just a one of the brightest person uh, I've talked in the last uh, three or four months to ask the right questions and it was trust me an honor believe me it's a huge honor to be a part of a podcast like this this is not about politics religion or sports or something that is just let's say consuming uh, this was enjoyable for me I hope as for you oh fuck yes are you kidding me I hope we, we can do this again I'm so happy for yes, the connection sure, of course. this was great sure, this was absolutely great yeah, and that's my goal, man. I'm all about growth and development, asking good questions and uh, understanding a little bit more about reality, consciousness, the cosmos, how we could use uh, a wellness practice. And this is where we can go to like another time. But uh, how do we take a wellness practice, right, and incorporate some of those things on our day-to-day so that we could live optimally and balanced, you know, be the best, most pure version of yourself the way that the yep. cosmos intended for you to be. And, uh, you know, there's just so many more directions I'd love to go with you. Um, let's schedule, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll end the recording. And then how about this? We schedule another time and maybe like a month or so, and we'll do another one. Sure. No problem. Thank you. What, uh, when you find time, uh, I'll be available. It's no problem. I'm European. Uh, wh- don't forget. Where can, uh, where can people find your work or find your Instagram? So they can find my Instagram at, uh, David uh, Radolovich. Radolovich. Uh, Radolovich. I love that. Uh, Yes, it's a, it's a creation last name uh, on Instagram. Or they can uh, find you on Facebook and contact me directly. It's uh, David uh, Matthews Radolovich. Uh, it's uh, Matthews. It's like it's pronounced Mateusz. It's a family name. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put it all in the show notes. I got it right here. David Mateusz Radolovich, fitness biomechanics oh, coach. Si, sí. si, sí, sí. no, parlo un po' italiano. Io. Benissimo, Pero, io pure. Yeah, uh, you know, per forza, you know, I think that if you're living next door to Italy, you would, uh, you would have some information on that. Now, with, with Europeans, I find that language, people know so many different languages. Like Nino speaks Romanian, Italian, and English and your English is so fucking amazing. Like Thank in America, you. in America, nobody speaks Eng- or nobody speaks another language, <laughs> you know, and they don't even speak English correctly, but that's just the way, I mean, that's just the way we we're evolving over here, but make sure David, I'll make sure that everything is, um, in the, in the show notes. And then I'll, I'll, I'll link to this, uh, Nutra, what is this uh, w- this link at the bottom? Is this your, your company? That, that is my website for the Croatian guys because as I work as a nutrition specialist, they can find some, uh, some information about how to contact me uh, regarding the nutritional side because, you know, there is a huge downhill in the modern world about nutrition and sometimes to have a good opportunity to talk with someone, it means a lot to people. 
Oh, so that's definitely. why I work as a nutritionist. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, man. Well, David, thank you so much for your time. And uh, dude, uh, let, we'll, I'll send you an email and we'll connect on another day for sure. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thanks to you and thank to your audience and talk to you later. Absolutely, buddy. All love, man. Have a good night. Okay. You too. Thank Take you. Care. Take care. And that was the podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. That was a special one for me. David is an awesome guy and it was fun for me to establish that connection with somebody who does this at a high level like he does in my line of work as a movement specialist and trainer uh, and coach. It's always good to pick the brain of other people and take in some of that energy so that I could apply it to myself and my business. And that's why I'm sharing this information out there with you because I hope it helps you become a better version of yourself and you can live to your highest potential, but also have that same balance of enjoying the present because for driven people, it's hard to find that balance and try to put that information out there. So let's connect on Instagram at Danny Cola Fitness. Check out my website, dannycolafitness.com. If you're interested in doing some sort of workshop or training with me, all that information is on there. And that's it, everybody. All love.